0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Isn't the NBA great this time of year? God, these games are great, and you can bet on them at betonline.ag, our proud sponsor, or sure, maybe they're ashamed, but we're happy to have them. Betonline.ag, you can go there and bet on the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals, also the NFL Futures. Who's going to win the Super Bowl and get some great odds and some teams? If you go to betonline.ag, the futures are always fun. And you know, so you can bet on baseball or hockey. Do people really bet on hockey? Oh, my God. If you bet on hockey, you've got a problem. But if you've got a betting problem, definitely go to betonline.ag. That's the place to wager. They're our sponsor. We're happy to have them. And you get a 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with the JT and Looney podcast. Take advantage of that. B-L-E-A-V is the promo code you can use. Believe. That's the platform we use for the JT and Looney podcast. Get your 50% welcome bonus
1: just for signing up at Bet Online, where the game starts john ja Morant, the nba superstar hangs out with wannabe gangsters and thugs you see i use the word thug five times a day mm-hmm. i have no problem with thug because thug for me has nothing to do with race right. nothing to do with gender nothing to do with where you're from thug is someone who intimidates scares others makes people uncomfortable bullying is a big part of being a thug and John Morand, who's literally on pace, probably in salary alone, if he just stayed out of trouble, to make half a billion, $500 million in salary. He's going to do like three Supermax deals, is throwing it all away. He's down to his second strike. And Adam Silver, the commissioner, now says he was shocked when he saw him brandishing a gun again in a car with his buddies who think they're gangbangers. And now he, he's not going to be out of the league but I believe he should be suspended until the All-Star break because the All-Star break's a little toy of the NBA. The game sucks, but everybody makes money if they're an All-Star. If you're first team, Jaw's already lost over $30 million by not being a first teamer from the first time he was suspended, brandishing the gun in the strip club. So he's already lost $39 million. not not, not $3.9 because he's acted like a thug in the past, and now he's probably going to lose maybe – 50 to 80 in salary and endorsement deals. Tom, this is a global story based out of the NBA.
0: Well, it's a quote, Bugsy. He wasn't brandishing. He was just showing it subtly to make a point.
1: (laughs) If you're watching us on our YouTube page and please subscribe right here, I'm using my fingers. If I was brandishing a real gun on Mad Dog Sports Radio or Raider Nation Radio or even on the JT and Looney podcast, I'd be instantly fired on all my platforms because it's a privilege to be on satellite radio, terrestrial radio, to have a podcast. So it's the privilege of losing your job. And that's what the story comes down to me. He's not going to go to jail. He's just going to lose his job.
0: Well, there's a couple of things going on here. First of all, not much has changed. He's 23 years old. And in our society, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, new millennium, guys and young men between 15 and 25 have not changed. Mm -hmm. We like to look like badasses when we're young and we're getting to feel and know who we are as a man. And James Dean wore a T-shirt in a movie and rolled up cigarettes in the sleeves. And young boys started walking out of the house uh, with a T-shirt on with cigarettes rolled up in their sleeves. And you know what their jackets
1: and leather jackets.
0: Yeah. But their mothers used to say to them. Nothing about the cigarettes. You're not going outside in your underwear. Nothing about the cigarettes. So uh, young guys, have always, who aren't badasses, who aren't thugs like John Moran and his friends, still love to run around and try to look like a badass. It's something about being a muchacho. There's this great word in Spanish that we don't have in English when, where you're you're not a boy, but you're not a man. And it's just the growth hormone years. Right. And still and John Morant's still in those years. Now, I am not defending it. He's an idiot. You've got to, you've, you're making millions of dollars. You don't have anything else to prove. But this is what happens sometimes when he's reached his life goals and now he's bored. And Whitney Houston did it with cocaine. He's doing it with guns and trying to act like a bad guy. You're already a badass. You're in the NBA. And I don't know why he doesn't have someone to sit down and explain it to him. You've already led a middle-class life. You don't have to try to be a badass. And a lot of
1: people are having a problem with this because he didn't commit a crime. Right? So you see a lot of people on right-wing television or other mainstream societies saying, you know, he didn't commit a crime. He didn't shoot the gun. But the point is, this has nothing to do with shooting it in the crime. He didn't rob a gas station or lick right. a store. What he did is the league, the league wants to have a great impression around the world. Right. It's the entertainment business. It's a basketball game that's broadcast on television and radio. It's entertainment. And he's hurting the entertainment division of the NBA. Because years ago, David Stern looked around the league and said, we need a dress code. Well, why was that? because some guys were dressing, and it had nothing to do with race. It had everything to do with the players. And again, African-Americans make up the majority of the NBA. But David Stern started saying, this isn't working out well. Guys dressing this way, because if I don't put a rule in place, or at least a guideline, and that's what what it was, a guideline, because you can see today they brought the bar down a little bit, because he was worried about selling the sport on television and internationally. And that's the big thing now, that Adam well, Silver... Who came under the wing of David Stern, and I thought he had a bad year over the last 12 months. I don't think Adam Silver's been doing a great job, but he's trying to rein the league back in and remind everybody: if we got one guy with a gun, or two, or maybe six, then it could go to 30. It could go to 40, and we can't have a business that way. And it's going to hurt us on television with ratings, apparel, ticket sales, and a lot of the other wow. fans who have checked out, who have checked out of the sport because of pol- politics and other issues aren't going to come back for this that's how i see it
0: well i you said everything correctly there except one line It's not about race it's a black league so therefore it's about race and what if what is our hang up in this country it's race so if you have a we, we give a harder time to black people who walk down the street with a gun than white people that's just the way it is it's a majority white society we we sentence people to longer times in prison when they do the exact same crime if they're darker we give a white guy probation we give a black guy 10 years it's happened it happens all the time
1: all the time yeah, but, it, but if austin but, reeves but, but here's austin here's reeves my here's my Luke point would,
0: to, yeah right but here's my point we judge we, the general population, judge people who look different harsher. And it's a black league. And you got to realize that with public relations, kids, you got to realize that it's not fair, but kids, you got to realize it. And we have to have a dress code because of that. And we have to and we can't be running around on our Instagram pages flashing guns because of that. And yet, if Luka Doncic did flash a gun or one of the other white guys in the NBA, it wouldn't be as big a deal.
1: Yeah, you, you could suggest that. I disagree. I, I I push back on that because I believe the gun issue and in society today, we are out of control. This isn't a yes, second, that, an issue to me. It is for some. It, it comes to the fact that in politics and in media, especially people who are on the radio and television can't handle what's happening with gun violence around right. America and around the world. We ignore it. We, we, we ignore it and we can't figure it out. So the last thing the NBA wants to do is accelerate the discussion that, hey, you know, there's chaos, there's school shootings, there's all these other type of mass shootings here. And we got a guy in the league who's one of our biggest stars, the quote unquote face of the league, one of the few, who's in a strip club with a gun. He's in a car with a guy, bunch of guys with a gun. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see Absolutely.
0: This is where I agree with you on this. And that is it's the number one problem in America. And we don't want to talk about it. And NBA is saying it's the number one problem in America. We don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's a conversation that we have to have that we refuse to have. We are. I had a friend that moved here from England because he wanted some of our DNA. He he thought it was unbelievable that Americans can come up with a unique way of making a living. He thought it was amazing. We have people who make a fortune cleaning up dog poop out of people's yards in Beverly Hills. He wanted to move here and get some of that DNA. And he did. He He did very well. And he's passed on. But. We are an unbelievably ing- we, uh, a brilliant society when it comes to inventing and finding solutions, except with guns. I don't know. can't Nothing you can do. Our answer is there's nothing you can do. It's the only issue where we give up.
1: I agree with you. It's get- the
0: only issue where, yeah, we just give up. Nothing you can do.
1: What, what What's interesting is the people who are saying, well, he didn't commit a crime. They're correct. He didn't commit a crime. Right. But you don't have to commit a crime to lose your job. Right. And I say this to young people. I got a 21 and 19 year old. And if you're caught live streaming, if you were caught live streaming in a convertible with your buddies and you or one of them had a gun, you're not going to get a job. Someone's going to do research on you when you put in a resume or do this. Eventually, that's going to show up somewhere in your life. And you're not going to get a job. For John Moran, he's different. He can do things, as you often point out, that we can't do. He can play basketball, which most of us can't do at that yep. level. So he'll get a second, third, and fourth chance. But I think he really is at a second strike because he couldn't stop from doing it. The first time he did it, it was global news. He had to leave his team, which was a two-seed, I believe. We're not talking about a team in the playing game. Or they outside. were a two-seed. Not, ma- yep. not that that matters. And he basically disrupted a potential championship team. We got the Heat, who's, who are up in the series, and they're an eight seed. We yeah. got the Lakers in the series. They're a seven seed. We're talking about a two seed. So he disrupts his team. So he's a terrible teammate. Let me, I don't care how well he passes the ball, how many assists he gets. John Morant is a terrible teammate because he left his team when he was healthy because of brandishing a gun in a strip club. Then he comes back. He loses some money. But at that point in time, I was on the radio the night it happened, the night, and I said, he's not going to go to rehab. He's not going to go see a psychologist. He's going to lie, and he 100% did because the first time you do get a strike, the first time you get suspended from school, the first time maybe you get suspended from your job, you don't go get rehab, and you don't go away, and you don't go get – And a
0: lot of times you don't learn your lesson.
1: Right. (laughs) He didn't do any of that. The league believed he would. The Sharp fans who are watching and listening to us realize that was total bullshit. He wasn't going to do anything for that. And then he comes back again and does it. And, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit later on here. My mom and dad just left. They left this morning. And we had a beautiful trip with them. They went to my son's college graduation. They came back to Vegas. And I said this. There's a couple of things I remember when I was a young boy that my dad was unbelievable at. Remember, I was, I was a class clown. I was getting in trouble as a kid. They were getting letters home from school. And my dad once told me, he just said, go in the corner with a notebook and just write the word think. Think. And I think I wrote it a 1,000 times, maybe 500 times. It was a lot to the point. I just wrote think because he knew I wasn't thinking. And the second thing was my dad wow. was very good as a kid when I was a kid. He always used the word loser. If he, if he thought I was hanging out with losers, he would say it. He goes, you know, that guy looks like a loser. Well, that that, that wouldn't go over well today, but it went over okay in the early 80s and late 70s when he said it. And I remember him, and then there were times I would tell my dad, i go, no, 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 that's one of my best friends. He's not a loser. He's a good guy. And then my dad would get to know him, and he'd change his opinion. But my dad would point that out. And when I saw John Morant in that vehicle and the people he was hanging out with the Strict Club, he's he's fascinated by street culture and gang bang right and i would say don't blame the movie don't blame the rap album blame the adult who can't figure out the difference between music and movies and what real life is
0: yeah and that is a, that is a problem not only with john moran it's a problem with a kind of a common problem like i said with young guys who want who are figuring out who they are and instead of really aspiring to be a good person they go through a phase where they aspire to be a badass and they want to act like James Dean in the 50s and they want to act like and, and good guys look like bad guys. Good guys love to dress up like bad guys. And that's why sometimes cops can't tell the difference, because young, good guys like to dress up like young badasses. And and a lot of young guys, no matter what color, love to look like a gangster, whether they look like to look like to look like Al Capone or they want to look like a a. a uh, a black gangster or a brown gangster or a white gangster young guys of all colors love like to look like gangsters and he's already a badass he doesn't need to look like a badass you're in the nba you're the 1% or the one percent of the one percent of the one percent and somebody has to sit, sit down and say strive to be good be famous for being good kindness equals confidence and if you're trying to sh- look like a badass you're covering up for the fact uh, your your weakness. You're covering up for your weakness if you're trying to look like a badass. If you're just kind to everybody, it's because you can be. Because you don't have to care what people think because you're elite. And he is. And he needs to try to become an elite person in addition to being an elite athlete. And somebody needs to get into yeah. his head.
1: A fun topic. I already dry run it on the radio show, but I'll play it with you. Uh, kind of a game okay. show topic. I said, and I put it out on Twitter at JT The Brick, who would be? Who would be a great current NBA player to mentor John Morant or someone recently retired? And the first name that came to me, he's no longer here, is Kobe. This would have been, God, I wish Kobe was alive. If Kobe was alive, Kobe would have sent for a private jet.
0: It could be Kobe's job. You're right.
1: He could have sent a private jet to this kid, flew him to Newport, where he has the compound, right, and said, you're going to spend the summer with me. We're going to work out twice a day. We're going to eat right. Vanessa's going to have movie night with the kids. You're not leaving. And I'm going to teach, and I'm going to take you into my office and my movie studio, and I'm going to mention you. Kobe's not here. Then we started coming up with names, and some of the callers said Kevin Durant I thought was good. A really good one for me was Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's from the Mean Streets of Oakland. I've met his dad right. at the Raider parking lot for tailgates. Damian Lillard in Portland. Damian Lillard would be perfect to take this guy. I'm just talking about taking him now while he's going to serve this suspension, bring him in for the off season and say, Hey man, we're going to turn down the noise and we're just going to work on our game. We're going to talk. I'm going to put you around my family. Give me a couple of names that you think. Or maybe some current NBA players or recently retired that could help out Ja and not Shaq, and it wouldn't be Barkley. Who would it be?
0: No, right? Because you want somebody who actually has a similar background. I, I do. What's ja, ja Morant's background? Is he middle class? Is he? No, do you he, know?
1: He came from upper class schools. See, but yeah, okay, but Murray school. State. But I think again that part of the topic we're getting to is he. Well, that's why
0: could, it would help with Kobe, right? And sometimes yeah. it is. A lot of times it is guys who didn't, uh, you know. My college and I will get to that in a second, but my college roommate's dad was in the federal witness relocation program because of mob shit. You know, that's not glamorous. It's not glamorous. There's nothing cool about the story he told me after we were out of college. And then when I put it together, it all made sense. And uh, there's nothing cool about that life uh, struggling or uh, or being a badass or leading a, a dark life. And for some reason, somebody who's always done the right thing, you know, John Morant wouldn't be where he was if he didn't get up and go to practice and show up and everything. So he knows how to do all that. And Isaiah Thomas is one person I thought of because Isaiah Thomas came yeah. out of the shittiest neighborhood in Detroit and then never looked back. There's nothing wrong with leaving you. People always say, don't forget your roots. Well, it depends on what your roots are.
1: Yeah, Isaiah nothing... Thomas went from Chicago to Indiana, then played his epic career in Detroit. But a guy who was a, oh was it from was
0: Chicago? Quiet. Okay, came from a badass neighborhood. Okay, yeah. right. I got the neighborhood wrong. One of
1: the other guys I thought, which would be, uh, I'll give you a layup here, is the guy who knew Kobe better than anybody. Anybody, and it wasn't Shaq. It was pal Gasol. My right, pal's now the uncle's oh, of Kobe's yeah. sur- uh, sur- surviving daughters. Yes, the greatest Laker
0: team of all time, Paul yeah, and Kobe. And it, it always gets team overlooked. Teammate.
1: That would yep. be good, but. The point with John, Marat. Well,
0: here's my, yeah, he came from his mother. His mother was a doctor, Paul Gasol, and his father was a um, uh, nurse practitioner, which is, is this close to being a doctor. So he came from really educated European stock. But that I don't know if that's something as much that John Morat can relate to. But there's so many, and uh, just reminding him to—he's already knows how to do all the right things professionally. Just personally, it's not that hard to behave. Ron Artest is another one. Ron Test was um Good never boy. had a problem with the law, but he had a problem controlling his emotions and, and
1: mental health issues too. Mental that health
0: issues and and just um right controlling his emotions and his maturity. And uh and so he was another guy that turned it around in a beautiful way. And it's it's tough because we've saw we've seen and we saw that's why LeBron James is as great as he is. It's so hard to get through your teenage and 20 years without getting in any trouble. I didn't. And most people, a lot of people don't. Uh, and Le- LeBron James, we've had his, he's been under the microscope and, you know, hasn't gotten a, 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 a broken taillight ticket.
1: Yeah. Chris, which Paul, is, Chris Paul would be at the top of my list too, uh-huh. even though some people have problems with him as he grew his business and his brand and, you know, the head of the players union and just things that he would know. But, you know, to wrap up this John Moran portion of our conversation, what do you think is a fair suspension? I said the all-star game because last time, I think it was eight games, he laughed at that. He didn't even look at it. The commissioner is shocked by it now. He knows that the first time around he didn't give him a slap on the wrist. So I think he's going to come down heavy. Half the season, 82 games, if you start looking at half of that, that's a lot of money. It's a tremendous amount of money at the pay rate he's getting. And wherever the all-star game falls, I don't know if it falls before the halfway point of the season. I think it does or right afterwards. The all-star game is the big candy bar, the big ice cream cone to take away from him. That everybody's going to be at the all-star game. They're all going to be partying at the TNT party. Everyone's going to be there having a great time. You're not allowed. You're not an all-star. You're going to sit out, and after the all-star break, you can come back. What do you think? Well, I, I, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all, because here's the thing he's messing with. The brand. It's
0: the brand. And if some people uh, might say that it's uh, it's about race, it is the brand. The brand is a black brand and you've got to behave better because people are going to judge you harsher. And we just had we if I'm the commissioner of the league, the when the Warriors played the Lakers, it was the most watched conference semifinal in 30 years. We're back. People are over the uh, the what they called um, politicizing of the NBA. And people have seemed to be turning a corner on that. People have short attention spans when it comes to be entertained, being entertained. We love being entertained in our country. And NBA is an entertaining product. You got to protect the brand. So I don't, yeah. If if you want to suspend it for the first half of the season, I get it. Yes. It's legal to carry a gun. Yes. It's a harsher penalty, but it's about the brand and protecting a multi-billion dollar company from bad publicity.
1: As we record this podcast right ahead of game two in Denver, Lakers down 0-1 to the Nuggets, heroic comeback, unbelievable comeback. They expended a lot of energy. Yeah. They could have did what the NBA loves to do. Wave the white flag. Anthony Davis could have went and warmed up the bus. Told everybody, no, we won't do yep. the spread in the locker room. Let's go back to the hotel. Lakers put a lot in and would send a message to Denver. And, again, a reference to my dad. I'm watching the game with my dad. He doesn't watch a lot of Nuggets game, but he was a great basketball player in high school and knows basketball well. He loves the Knicks. And looked at Jokic's play and saw some of the stats <laughs> they flashed that were Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Will Chamberlain in the graphic. And to see, see, before the season started, I picked Denver – to lose to Boston in the NBA Finals in six games. So I picked the Celtics to win. Denver's a better team than the Lakers. They're the one seed. Everyone's like, well, the Lakers, are." you're right, the Lakers are better than the seven seed after they retooled the team. But Denver does everything right, and they're a little bit better than the Warriors because the Warriors are chuckers. The Warriors move the ball beautifully. When everybody gets a touch, I mean, it looks phenomenal. Denver's just like that, and Jokic in the middle is the facilitator. That's why he can get 17 assists, 21 assists, 14 assists, on top of scoring 36 points and grabbing double-digit rebounds because once he gets it, the whole world collapses on him and he finds the open man. So that's going to be a struggle for the Lakers. Anthony Davis played really well in Game 1, and they lost. LeBron played okay, but when you have Caldwell Pope on the other team and you got Murray on the other team and players there making shots – I think Denver's the better team. I think Denver wins the series. Hope. Hope
0: drives you crazy. Oh,
1: I mean, what, you have nothing to back it up with. You you think the Laker team's a flip-the-switch team. Even if they flip the switch, well, they're playing a one seed as a road team. Oh, and yes. Down so, and
0: because they've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they can turn it around. Remember, back, if you go back in the hot tub time machine, that that Denver team with Carmelo Anthony and Allen Iverson might have been better than the Kobe Powell Lakers, but they got their ass kicked. Eventually, it took seven games because uh, they had uh, the Lakers had Kobe and Powell, and the Lakers now have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and with that combination, they have two superstars, uh, and the Denver Nuggets have one, and that could be the difference. Let's see with uh, let's see how it goes. But I I to to count out the Lakers after game one, which is the job. Of sports blab oh, radio. It's a job, it's it's a put, job to pick
1: a winner before the series started. I, true. Denver, That's true. Denver's denver got home court. Here's the key. As you know, when you. I know when, when I always say game six is really game yeah. seven. No, you really, say, that. say that. Game six is game seven. I'll, I'll right. say it again here. Now game two is game seven? Is game that what you're going to say? for the Lakers. Game two for the Lakers is beyond must win because the Lakers can't beat Denver four out of five. The Lakers could beat John ja Morant and that other knucklehead teammate he has if they're down 0-2, because they would have been a lesser seed. They could go beat other teams. A yeah, Sacramento, right? Teammate. Sacramento, a three seed. Yeah. If the Lakers go down, right, 0-2, can they win? Yeah. You're not going to do that with Denver. And and the same thing with Boston. If Boston goes down 0-2 to Jimmy Butler, the way that Spolster's coach and everybody's getting it right he's a future Hall of Fame coach, then all of a sudden you drop two, especially Boston at home, you're done. You're done, done. You can drop 2 if you're the Lakers on the road in Denver and protect the home court in LA. I just think Denver will get a game on the it's road. It's
0: real well and I don't know if Denver will get a game on the road, but the Lakers game 2 is game 7 for the Lakers. It really you're probably right about that. And the mile high air, you got to steal one in the mile high air. It's it's you can die from an embolism uh without knowing it uh you know when you uh, do cardio in the mile high air, it's uh, the Denver Nuggets over the years, the avalanche, the Nuggets, any team that play the Colorado Rockies win about 75 percent of their home games, whether they suck or whether they're great because teams come in and can't breathe. It's a real thing. And so uh, they got to win this. They got to win. The Lakers have to win to
1: the chase. Can we cut to the chase? The chase okay. is no one bleep and watches the Nuggets. They're in the mountain time zone. Oh, so yeah. Out that, out. that too. Yeah. No one watches them out west. That's
0: why your dad is fascinated by Jokic. He's never seen him because yeah. he lives in yeah. New York. Yep. When the
1: games are on TNT, they're always the late game. So the teams in New York, the fans up and down the eastern yep. seaboard from Boston. They're in bed. All, really, yeah. They don't watch it. So no one watches the Nuggets. I have to for a living. You do. We watch them and you see how good they are. They're great. So it'll be fun to do this. And I want oh, hey, to Oh, hey, hey,
0: wait, wait. No. Before, before you wind it down or wind it up. Up. i do know that you had a big week in oklahoma and your son yeah. graduated and your parents were around tell us
1: about it it was fabulous again my son who edits this podcast for us uh it was probably right up there right up there is the proudest moment of my life other than my kids being born and uh getting married this was right there because my wow. son walked across the stage in oklahoma and got his diploma in front of my mom and dad his younger brother Uh, my sister-in-law came and it really was a beautiful experience a lot of our listeners and those who are watching maybe you've been down that road before i wasn't and to see that after my son graduated the business school at the university of oklahoma it was great and to have my parents who really you know my dad's going to be 85 in a week and my son's going to be 22 now and my parents flew from naples florida through st louis to oklahoma city jesus we went, to, we went to mickey mantles your
0: parents are restaurant. amazing yeah, they were. people in their 80s they don't are. want to go anywhere wow they,
1: were, they, were, they could have been better we went to mickey mantles restaurant in downtown oklahoma city a beautiful dinner we had i'll tell you one thing hotels dinners all of that for an event like this cost feels like it costs a semester not a full year <laughs> but it costs a semester and then we had this amazing time so then my parents came back with us Cause I had to come back on Sunday. The graduation was Saturday and Sunday. I get to MC coaches versus cancer, the Las Vegas golf classic with our friend, Sean Farnham. Oh, great. And uh, my other buddy, DJ Allen, I'm the MC of the event. So I had to get back for that. And my wife, my wife is the greatest warrior and greatest mom. I know she drove my son back from Norman, Oklahoma, 18 hours.
0: Oh my God. She's
1: great. They just stopped for gas. I said, you know, spend the night in Albuquerque, spend the night in Flagstaff. No, they knew my parents were here. They went and traded off the driving, which was a beautiful moment for them because they're leaving his college behind on Mother's Day. Tell me, I don't owe her everything to that. And then my parents came and stayed in Vegas for an extra four or five days. And we went out to dinners and hung out at the pool and talked. And so it was fabulous. I mean, emotionally, it was as great as I dreamed it would be. And for my son, John, who graduated from the University of Oklahoma and has a great job waiting for him and a good life ahead of him, I'm really happy. It was a proud moment, and my, my heart is full because he accomplished all of his goals that he did in high school here in Vegas, college, really took a chance going to a place where not a lot of kids from Vegas go. Right, People go there, uh, some do, and then to come back with a whole new group of friends and the friend's family. So it opened up a real corridor to his life which I'm proud to be a part of and watch from a distance. I'm a proud dad, as you can tell.
0: And I think everyone loves that story except people right now in Albuquerque because you just suggested that driving 18 hours straight is better than spending the night in Albuquerque. Yeah, you
1: know, <laughs> it was breaking bad. It was breaking bad. I just knew, you know, if you're going to gonna park. Oh, remember, the car was full. That was the line, too. Oh, Even, right. Well, we're all scared in America. Well, well, the car's full with all of his stuff. What's wrong with that? Can't you park outside a motel or a hotel? No one's going to steal your stuff. But that's another big thing. Oh, we got to keep driving because all our stuff. Oh,
0: everybody's so worried. The people live their lives so worried. And I think, you you know, I work in the news business, so I guess I understand why. Because uh, we don't deliver good news, except every once in a while, there'll be a video of a bear uh, in, sitting in someone's kitchen in Wyoming eating honey out of a jar. And we confuse that with news. We put that at the end because of all, all the crap we had to show you in the beginning. But that is great that you had to, got to spend all that time. Your parents, you know, a few years ago when your dad bought golf clubs. I always say if anybody over 70 or 80 gets a puppy or golf clubs, you know, they're going to be around for a while (laughs) and that they're planning on it. And that is amazing that they're mid 80s. They keep moving. Your your mom and dad have always done that. That keeps you healthy. Keep moving. Get on a plane. Get on it no matter what your age. Even if you feel tired, grab a cup of coffee, then get on the plane, get on the train, go spend time with your family, go see Rome, uh, take a trip that's going to kick your ass because it's better than sitting around. And that's your parents' philosophy. And I know that will be yours.
1: We already know you downloaded it. You watched it. You listened to it. Now share it. Let other people know about the podcast so we can get our numbers up and continue to bring more podcasts to you. Thanks for listening and especially watching.
0: Thank you for listening to all 31 minutes and 31 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast powered by our friends at bet online where the game starts. Thank you for listening
1: to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.